You're listening to the Legion of Reason. We're going to bunch of stuff tonight. Uh, let's see, what have we got? Oh, baby Jesus statue. <laughs> uh, convicted sex offender running for Catholic school board. What else we got? Edmonton Catholic School trustees uh, want broadcasters to stop offering pornographic content. <laughs> Don't play Wahhabism for terrorism. Uh, Channel 4 presenter says hijab ruling means it's open season on Muslims. <laughs> I'm hunting Muslims. <laughs> uh, Playboy model Katie May died from neck manipulation by chiropractor corner says. Uh, British army under fire for <laughs> racist tweet that showed a soldier in blackface. Um, Australian students to be taught about male privilege. Uh, Halloween costume choices at the uh, University of Florida. Regina activists place warning labels on indigenous Halloween costumes. Uh, And we've got feminist writer says we need to put an end to orgasm privilege. (laughs) Okay, this is uh, in Heat Street and it's an article written by Lucas Michelionis uh, who is commenting on another article by uh, feminist journalist Lauren Ingram and basically uh, uh, this writer says that it's the, re- the reason that orgasm privilege is the reason why women don't climax on par with men in the bedroom okay so apparently uh, men get more orgasms than women do uh, so uh, yeah uh, of course they do. <laughs> uh, are you privileged Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say, I won't ask how recently. Um, yes, I would think that it's a matter of communicating and um, being honest with your partner. And, and um, what? Like, did we not talk about this like way back in the 70s kind of thing? And, and when women were looking at themselves in mirrors and stuff like that and, and in groups and and discussing orgasms openly like holy shit this was a settled issue when i was before i was born frankly okay okay yeah <laughs> that has more um, to do with no, physiology i, 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 I don't know, I don't know. that's the case because i think women can have multiple orgasms where i think men kind of just get one right yeah but that uh, depends, depends on, on whether... how many times they go and well yeah. that's true yeah, but how long you know, a guy given goes. A, like a, a, a particular session the guy comes once and the woman can come many times during that one episode. It's not a matter of. <laughs> I want numbers. I want numbers. Damn it. The numbers depend on the situation, guy. <laughs> okay, so it depends. Dep- the answer is it depends. But okay, so how do how do people a lot feel? Of variables. To me, yeah. to, to me, this is a lot of, about uh, equality of outcome versus equality of opportunity. <laughs> So you've got the opportunity for an orgasm when you have sex, but not everybody gets one. That's, that's, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Uh, and sometimes people get like two or three, four, five and people meaning women, because I don't, yeah. I, I know that some men can, you know, multiple kind uh, of thing. But that, supposedly that smaller. happens. I, I'm, that's kind of like the, the Yeti. I mean, it's kind of elusive. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, it's uh, uh, r- rather interesting. It, it, everything is 
privilege. Everything is, I don't know. Well, is she admitting she doesn't, or the author, is the author female? No? Yes, Lauren, or, Lauren Ingram. Is she admitting that she can't seem to communicate enough with her partner to she get there? She doesn't want to, actually, I think. I think that's where it, what it really amounts to. Yeah, because people are supposed to mind read. Yeah, exactly. That was exactly what I was thinking. You know, yeah, like we're all that's like a common male complaint. And, you know, you know, it, it's a common male complaint. Yeah, you have to communicate. Yeah, of course, men are <laughs> men are the worst at communicating. At least I know I am. I'm terrible at it. So, uh, but I, right. I, 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 think, I think it depends on the relationship yeah. then and how good the communication is. You can't complain to the whole world that you're not having orgasms. Why, why would you want to complain to the whole world? <laughs> first of all, um, and yeah, you're right. You. You know, it's very much dependent upon communication in the bedroom or wherever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Could be anywhere. Uh, Out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, what else? We, is, in the we middle got, of a river. Have we, have we exhausted that? Have we climaxed on that one? <laughs> well, I do feel like really... there's a lot more to say because I think, you know, we this discussion was brought up like way back in the 70s, probably 60s, whatever. Like, I don't know a time in my life that this hasn't been very openly discussed, the fact that women can orgasm, right? Like, come on. What the hell? That really, need women aren't supposed to enjoy sex. More education on the topic so that she can bring it to her man? Well, maybe More it's men. a consequence of, of living in an environment where you're brought up with um, absence-only education kind of thing. But um, yeah. I, I, I think even, you know, my daughter's, my daughter's um, health education classes, they were, you know, quite explicit that, yes, women can have orgasms. Like, I don't think anybody who's been born in the past 60, 70 years is not aware that women can have freaking orgasms. Come on. Where the hell is this coming You from? can even read it in books. I mean, one of the first books I read when I was 13 was uh, a Jean All book and it was Ayla and John Diller brought her to all kinds of orgasms so I got quite the learning out of it. Well it's a biological imperative and I think you know children masturbate and and girls explore their own whatever and if you haven't figured it out as a child on your own like surely at some point in time Anybody who's living in this day and age knows that women can orgasm. Like, really, this is so silly. Mm -hmm. And there's different types of women's orgasms. I mean, does someone need to sit down with her and teach her? And, and then tell there's different yeah. types of women's orgasms. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's clitoral, Google, then, then there's internal, and then some people can actually, oh, okay. they have skein's glands, and that's the third one. Now, that one I don't know about. What's a skein's gland? A skein's gland is inside the vagina, vagina, and it varies from woman to woman, but if you Google skein's gland and um, squirting, you'll get quite the education. But squirting, isn't that just urination? I think no. That, yeah, I th no, I think those I tissues inside the vagina, that. there's tissues inside the vagina where the fluid builds up. And then they're like, it's like a little pin cushion and it comes out of the little, I'll have to send you some information. <laughs> I don't have it in front of You'll have to have the talk with me. <laughs> and Wise Geek has a really, really good page on it, actually. So if you Google Wise Geek and Skeen's Gland, S-K-E-N-E, -E, I believe. I learned something today. There we go. <clears throat> and um, yeah, it's, uh, 
the anatomy adds up to what happens. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> what next? I could go on, but it gets a little author. personal. Gets a little personal. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does TMI, come from the TMI. bladder, but not out of the ureter. Oh, okay. So, but it's not pee. Okay. There's components that get added that are similar to the prostate fluid and sugars. Yeah, total, totally uncomfortable <laughs> silence there. Look kind of uncomfortable, Randy. <laughs> I just don't know where this is going. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. It's a lot just, of people don't like know when they assume when you said they listen that pee. No, it's not urine. Okay, I, I thought I saw a study recently that that was the case, but yeah, that was a very badly done okay. study where people self-reported things and oh, yeah, 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 okay. the anatomy was missing and they didn't verify these women had well-developed skeins glands and they didn't know it was terrible. Okay. I, I didn't really, I didn't post it or anything. I just in passing saw it and I'm okay. Okay. It was horrible. TMI. It was bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, hey, you picked it. I, I did pick it. Yeah, I, I, I picked uh, great granny gets ink to avoid doctor assisted death. I, I thought this was just so, oh God, come on. It's mind blowing that these people believe somehow you're going to get forced into doing something that you have to give They're going to do it without for. your knowledge. They're not even going to ask you is what, what this kind of means. Right. I mean, the, yeah, the way silly. it's framed is yeah. just so on beyond reality. I mean, the, the current law and pretty everywhere that assisted dying is, is, has been uh, legalized. You have to request it. It's it's not you have to opt in. You can't have uh, uh, what's the term when they do negative? I can't remember. Anyway, like a do not resuscitate. No, no, I'm order. thinking of like add. You know, like they you know you get subscriptions renewed automatically. You have to actually. It's not like that. It's you have to actually say yes. I'm gonna. I want to continue. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a word for it. Negative billing. There we go. Oh. It's not like negative billing. Uh, you actually have to opt into. You have to actively be the person requesting it etc i mean it's just silly. and you have to you have to have sound mind when you're doing it there's a lot of rules and this person apparently didn't bother looking it up and went straight to fear mongering so yeah it, it's part of the way the catholic church has framed the the whole argument uh you know she doesn't want to be thrown away this is what was her name again uh christine nagel and she's 81 and gets a tattoo that that reads don't euthanize me and it's like yep uh, yeah, that's exactly what it says. Uh, it's this idea that we're just throwing people away, which is no, no, no. That means that that would be true if we were just, you know, wandering up and down the halls of a hospital with, you know, syringes in our in our hands and stabbing and euthanizing people without their consent or knowledge. You know, that, that would be throw away, throwing away lives. This is totally different. I mean, they have to frame it so stupidly and so ridiculously in order to get a point across. Well, maybe you should reconsider the point. I don't the point is to reduce suffering. Yeah. Nobody wants anybody to die. I don't want to die, but I want the option to be there for myself. Mm -hmm. My wife will kill me if I get this wrong. Uh, <laughs> she's, it's one of her pet peeves, uh, the use of myself. Um, so it's just... Um, it's what? <laughs> uh, uh, moving on. Uh, we're going... We're, this is the lightning round, I guess. Um <laughs> The Regina, Regina activists place warning labels on indigenous Halloween costumes. So Regina is, of course, the city in the province next door of Saskatchewan. And they, this bunch of activists are going around. Oh, now I've something's gone wrong with my... Sure. There we go. 
Uh, my screen froze for a second there. Uh, they're going around placing these warning stickers in in uh, Halloween costumes they find offensive, like uh, Indian princess, like Native American princess or wolf dancer. What the hell is a wolf dancer? Uh, reservation royalty. That's pretty bad. <laughs> That's an awful. Uh, yeah. Which one? It's called, the, the costume is called reservation royalty. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's us, a but... bit over the line. <laughs> oh god, that's <laughs> pretty bad. Uh, yeah, so the warning uh, label is two sided. One size has a big warning. One side has a big warning on it. it. Says the items contained in this package are offensive and promote the sexualization of indigenous women and peoples. Please avoid contact oh, with these dangerous materials. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It does not. And... Well, I don't disagree that it kind of does. No, it's sexualized but then the person. All Halloween costumes are. But this well, little girl native, no, it doesn't. All Halloween, the, you know, the royalty like, one maybe reservation royalty. It's like reservation queen, and that's not even what they call themselves. So they get it wrong off the bat with that it's one. It's Halloween. No such thing is. Everybody's supposed to look, you know, either it's it's the one one time of the year you get to dress any way you like, despite you know. Uh, uh, society's norms, right? I mean, this is the kind of thing that makes me want to find out where these people are partying. Stick my dick in the mashed potatoes first, and then <laughs> wear, f- wear a a uh, Hitler outfit, costume, Hitler costume. A what costume? Hitler. Oh, oh you know, Hitler, Adolf Hitler. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's just that would be bad. That would be bad. It would be bad, but it would be. Yeah, I'd be making a point. <laughs> you know, it, it's supposed to be a free country. Yeah. Yeah. Cut it out. I mean, and you're it's it's so much. I don't object to people objecting because that's, you know, if there's sure. people have a problem with it, then, you know, it's fine. But now they're entering but a store. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, are they trespassing? What are they doing? You know, I, I don't yeah. object to the message you're sending out, whatever. But, um, but yeah, if they're traipsing into people's stores and, you know, disrupting their business and, and um, trespassing, essentially, then that's yeah. a problem. So this is a place called Spirit Halloween Store in Saskatoon. Or, you know, no, uh, And there's, there's Spirit Halloween stores all over, but this one yeah. happens to be in Regina. Yeah, one was in Regina, and there's another one in Saskatoon, which is north of Regina. And there, somebody was calling for a boycott of this place called Spirit Halloween. Um, you know, it's just silly. It's Halloween. It's, you know. If you don't like it, don't buy it and don't wear it. Don't wear it, yeah. And if you choose to wear it and people, you know, um, put social consequences on you, then don't dress inappropriately for for, for Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) It's Halloween. It's not like they're doing this. Well, you're going to get blowback if you're going to. Nobody's intending for this to be offending indigenous peoples i mean any more than they're trying to offend cowboys or clowns i mean scary clowns oh next thing you're going to see oh boy don't wear scary clown costumes because kids are going to be scared of clowns now no uh, that's a bad analogy that's a bad analogy come on I, ask a clown you don't know that ask a clown they that's get pretty upset about this too much Right. But I, I get it. Like, you know, you shouldn't I, dress up as other races. That's impolite. But, you know, it's not illegal to be impolite. 
Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, it's not illegal. Yeah. And that's part of yeah. Halloween. One year we then appear in polite, you're going to face social consequences. Yeah. And there was no problem on Alberta. If you put on blackface and show up, uh, somebody I was dating a long time ago, he had to be Tiger Woods and I was his wife with the, because she had hit uh, him you with, a, the Swedish wife a golf, with the golf so club. I had a golf club and he went as blackface <laughs> and nobody was offended. Oh, they thought it was awesome. Oh awesome. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. Oh God, I'm offended by you just telling me about it. That's really <laughs> See, this is this is where Chris and I have was, a difference was, of opinion. He had naturally curly dark hair, so he made it even darker, and he ended up looking quite inconspicuously naturally black, practically. So, and I was the wife with the bent golf club who would beat him with it for cheating on did her. You, did you drive a Buick? It was kind of ironic That's for our up. relationship, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, that, not that I ever hit him, but sure wanted to sometimes. Okay, I'd never do that. I'd never do that. I would never. <laughs> well, it's rural Alberta, and we were in a small, okay, so. small town where this I think, was if, I, think if, I think if you did this in Calgary and went to the bars, people would be like, what the fuck? Right? I don't think yeah, so. No. I, yeah. I, I we were in a little baby so. hall in the middle no, of nowhere, Alberta. <laughs> yeah. And they thought it was awesome. <laughs> Actually, so I, I don't, I'd be right at it, and they're like, awesome. <laughs> Love it. But now, let's face it, Tiger Woods is not a Halloween store is saying this. The Halloween store is saying they have not directed the stores to remove the themed costumes. Yeah. Nor do we have these costumes Good removed. So they're not going to back down on this. And I imagine they've had to remove this warning labels. If they find them, yeah. Can people be charged for doing this? I wonder. I don't know. Labeling a store's wares. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, you and I was, I was I just thinking, um, like a few years ago, I um, my gay friend wanted to go to a gay bar for Halloween, and as it turned out, he got sick. But he um, wanted to go as a priest and have me on a leash as a little boy. Oh, so oh, that was totally oh, about it. That's yeah. awesome. So there we go. Yeah, I would have that would have been funny. straight out of South Park. In the context, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> what you, you're too tall for that, though. So me? Yeah, you're too, yeah, you're too tall. Yeah, well, for that. Uh, there's tall, young adolescent boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, See, yeah, that's I would have funny. To do I bet you it would offend so many people. Well, Catholics well, anyway. Uh, I don't know. You know? I, See, no, it depends on where you are when you do it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be funny. On text matters. Absolutely. Still. Wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. Didn't we say before that context didn't matter? I mean, we we, as in you? We didn't say that. (laughs) Sure, when we were talking about Ellen. When we were talking about Ellen's tweet. Yeah, but that was, uh, huh? Context matters there. What? No, no, you said that it didn't matter. We're going to have to go back to that one and see, no. take a look at it. Uh, because there's nothing but context. Like, how can you make a social evaluation if there's no context? Yeah, exactly. There's always a social context. Right. Oh, uh, I, the context I'm referring to is Ellen's uh, wasn't being racist. Right. Which brings up the question, how can the tweet be racist if Ellen wasn't being racist? But so, now let's move on. Well... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other discussion. That's a question I've been dying to ask you, actually. Um, oh, go ahead. Hope no, that is it. the question. Uh, okay, we, we agree that Ellen wasn't being racist. She wasn't, there was no intent. The context there is that there was no intent. She was just commenting on the fast, she'd love to have the fastest man in the world, uh, have her on his shoulders. I don't, and run there's around. just no way that she can't know the context being an American and however old she is. Like she's I not, didn't know it. 
15 years old. I didn't uh, know. You know, ignorant of American history, right? I'm an American. I didn't know it. I didn't realize it. You know, you have to make the connection. And I didn't make the connection. I knew exactly because I knew exactly what she was trying to say. Uh, and so I, I got to say it. If you, if, you, if you don't understand the context, like the what Helen, Ellen was trying to say, I thought it was obvious. I thought it was just obvious. And uh, it, it never occurred to me that she was, that she, well, she wasn't, that, that uh, people would relate it to uh, slavery never occurred to me. Huh. Sorry. It never occurred to me otherwise. <laughs> like I took one look at that picture even before I knew anything about it. I'm just like, oh my God, what have you done? Huh. Right? Huh. I, 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 I don't I saw understand it the way she how intended. people can miss a context, frankly. I saw it the way she intended. And I, I didn't see any Fair enough. Any racism out there. I you know, I still don't. I, even now that I understand that people make, make that connection, I still don't make that. I, I just don't. It, it because I know that Ellen was not making that connection herself. So it brings up the question, if Ellen wasn't being racist because she wasn't making any connection, any, any, she wasn't being, trying to be offensive to anyone. And so therefore she wasn't herself being racist by creating the tweet. How could the tweet itself be racist or, and vice versa? Because I think you can be racist and be ignorant to the fact that you're being racist. And I, you know, I, I think she was just ignorant of the message that she was sending out, obviously. Yeah. She's not racist. So she doesn't, keep that in mind no she was sending so. a, a message out that other people didn't get and some people got it uh, i think and even even like i i get what you said i just don't find it funny well it wasn't hilarious it was just no it was stupid <laughs> at, at best it was stupid and at worst it was like at i said i'm just like oh my god i just cringed when i saw it because like what what the hell are you doing here right like <laughs> how, how you could possibly miss that that is going to be misinterpreted on the right. other end of things I don't know. Yeah. Like I, you'd have to be living in your well, own special oblivion to not get that that's going to offend people. I, I don't I agree. Think. I don't agree with that. No, I, I think you're, well, you're saying that she's being willfully ignorant and I don't think that's the case. No. Well, no, I don't think willfully ignorant, but I think ignorant to be sure. I'm sure she's corrected now after social well, media, that, you know? Yeah. See, that's the problem I have with social media uh, and, and uh, social justice in general. Uh, it's very uh, mob justice. And it's, you know, it's one thing when something like uh, Chick-fil-A comes out with their uh, anti-gay messages. Yeah. Uh, they, they know exactly what they're doing. OK, it's quite another one when, it, when it's like it's an act. It, it's not intentional. Uh, and, you know, honestly, I, I understand fully why, why she uh, didn't see it that way, because I didn't see it that way. Um, you know, Chick-fil-A has got no excuse, right? Yeah. And there is a Chick-fil-A But then, in too, there's a way, you know, like, you can, you can go on social media and say, hey, um, you know, your message, you might want to rethink that. Or you can be, that's ah, not what they you're did, a terrible though. person, you're racist. That's you're what blah, they blah, did, blah, though. Kind of thing, that right? is what they did. You know, they called yeah. her a racist. They called, you know, they called her all sorts of things. Uh, oh, sure they did. That's the nature of it. Yeah. And that's the problem I have with it. Uh, according to PZ Myers, and maybe I was confusing you with PZ, sorry. Uh, <laughs> very sorry. No, because I'd never say that. He context said he definitely said that the context doesn't matter, and I'm like, uh, oh no, I totally uh, wait a minute, buddy. <laughs> context makes has yeah. There's different contexts. There's there's the context of the person generating it. There's the context of the person receiving it. There's the whole are, context right. of America versus you know you guys as well. I know you're not well, Canadian technically, Randy, but. Um, I'm both. How, how do I, as a Canadian, know a little bit more maybe than my fellow Canadians that this is going to be offensive to African-Americans? How do I know that? I, I don't even know how I know that. But like I said, the minute I Watch saw TV. that, I'm just like, oh, my God, cringe. Like, what have you huh. done here? 
Yeah. I just never you know, occurred to me. The, the 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 social cues were were totally there, and naive. I, I just don't know how and, long. And ignorant on on Ellen's part. I I don't doubt that she wasn't meaning to be racist for a moment. I have no doubt about that. But yeah, I can see. I can see. You know, I saw it. Just like oh shit, that's a bad one. I, I just want to know how long it takes before history isn't used as a club. And well, you know, none, nobody alive experienced this you know? today. You know. Period. Nobody alive has experienced. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's history. I I, I love what uh, uh, what's his name uh, Morgan Freeman said about racism. He says, "You want to stop racism? Racism? Just stop talking about it." There you go. Uh, I think he's well, not totally you, right, but I think he's Have you heard Trump good. fans lately or supporters? I guess you could call them. I don't listen. They're pretty Why racist. Well, yeah, they are, but they're talking about race. Uh, Black Lives Matter is talking about race. Uh, and creating a narrative that I think is completely false. Um, and everybody's talking about race, and it just doesn't make sense. To me. Honestly, I don't care what somebody's race is. I, you know, I value, I don't care their well, gender. Well, you're not racist. Well, but I hope not. <laughs> it's to the no. point where the supporters are saying people like Hillary Clinton only care about immigrants and minorities. Well, that's the so narrative that, that, that uh, what's-his-face. This uh, white Trump power is. group is... This alt-right group is, it's its completely despicable. They're bringing racism back in a bad, bad way. No, it's not really back. It's been an undercurrent. Uh, Trump just made it, uh, you know, sort of More respectable. obvious. No, he, he brought it out because he made it respectable. Hey, look at this. Uh, a presidential candidate is talking about it. So now we can talk about it. So now we can be out about it. it. Yeah, basically. I, so, I yeah. just... I, I'm floored by how much there still is. I thought we had come further, and, and apparently well, we I'm very disillusioned now. There's a long way to go. Uh, do you agree with my assessment, Chris? Which? Uh, about Trump kind of making a making yeah, racism respectable. Like like shifting that Overton window where the point of discourse that was acceptable has now been shifted to now you can say stuff that before you would have been shunned socially uh, oh, penalized, I guess, for, for saying that. Well, no, they're not. They're getting airtime. They're getting. Oh, you they're know, getting airtime. Um, right. If you had said that at you know your family dinner table or whatever, the things that are being said yeah. on the media now, you would have been, oh God, there's crazy uncle, what's his name, uh, acting like an asshole again, right? And now they're getting legitimacy mm-hmm. because they're getting airtime, right? Yeah. You know, and that's not to say that it's together. Be, well, yeah, uh, you know, if if on the one hand, um, you know, you got to have freedom of speech, freedom of speech because you want those sentiments to be out there so they can be challenged, right? And on the other hand, if you try and stifle it and those sentiments kind of go underground, then you get this ugly head rearing itself. Yeah. Right? You get to the point so. where you think things are okay and now you realize, no, well, there's a big problem. And how do you even start to address it now? Obviously, we need to. Yeah. And, and um, well, I think Majid Nawaz is the one who's spoken about this best as this um, um, betrayal by the left for, you know, excusing stuff and say, oh, it's just a culture rather than calling out stuff. And now, and now you've got um, sort of people on the right that are saying, OK, well, you know, this is a problem. Um, and people that are denying things like, OK, well, we're going to talk about this in another article here, aren't we? Right. With um where is it now? Don't blame. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wahhabism. Wahhabism for terrorism. You get this kind of excuse making mm-hmm. and um, then these things don't get talked about. And when they finally do, you've got kind of the wrong voices speaking out. Am I making any sense? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you can't yeah. pretend <laughs> there the isn't a problem. You can't excuse it. You need to do yeah. something about it. Because then when somebody comes along like Trump, who's going to give it a voice, 
then he becomes like hugely popular. Yeah. And then he becomes president. Yeah. 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 Instead of not crazy uncle actually drinking too much of a dinner table. It's too late for that. Yeah. Should be interesting. And if the, if the, Second, third party voters get their way. Trump will be president because they're going to be voting so much for third party that five percent that <laughs> didn't go to the other side. We're going to get, you know, another Bush happening. That's what happened. That's how Bush managed to get to be president is because so many people actually voted for the third parties. So I'm quite frankly worried. They, they say that, but um, you know, like if you vote for a third party, you're taking a, a vote away from X. But how do you not? How do you know you're not taking a vote away from the other party? Right? Well, these aren't Trump supporters that are voting third party. They're Bernie busters. So. Okay. But that's some small demographic of the voting population. Yeah, it's enough. To, party, right now, right? the race is so close. It's enough to give it to Trump is what some of the statisticians are saying. Not all, but still, the ones they're saying are the most accurate. But you don't know so, how many people that were going to vote Trump have been pulled away to these third parties that are actually going to take away votes from Trump, right? So it, it works conversely as well. I'm they just don't, don't vote some of them too. So it'll be interesting. November 8th will be historic. No, no, no. November 28th. For you, Trump, people voting Trump, it's November 28th. <laughs> SNL said 35th. No, yeah, I, I'm I'm quite frankly worried at this point, though, nah, at the margins we're talking uh, about. It's Trump will not come back. He's done. I hope so. Anyway, uh, more Halloween costume shit. Uh, oh. University of Florida put out a Halloween costume choice notice. <laughs> uh, if oh. you choose to participate, this is a quote. If you choose to, to participate in Halloween activities, make it sound like you're going to school dance or something anyway we encourage you to think <laughs> about your choices of costumes and themes some halloween costumes reinforce stereotypes of particular races genders cultures or re- wait a minute genders of course they never mind um regardless of intent <laughs> these costumes can perpetuate negative stereotypes causing harm and offense to groups of people uh, <sighs> yes because the caricatures that are rep- are halloween costumes hurt clowns i mean Anyway, uh, they're going to have a 24-7 counselor in the counseling and wellness center available to speak by phone. (laughs) Apparently, it's it's going to trigger somebody. (laughs) Oh, come on. Mental health is a very important issue. This isn't a mental health issue. This is a stupid issue. This is offensive. Yeah. Well, and that says it is a mental health issue. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Point, point taken. Yeah, point taken. Issues. Point taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've yeah. got issues. But why the hell are you at a university in the first place? Well, exactly. <laughs> you shouldn't be there. I mean, it's this whole thing about offense that all of a sudden, oh, you offended me. Uh, yeah, so. How are these people going to get along in the real world? Yeah, exactly. Uh, once once universities, are, well, they, they stay a student for the rest of their lives. Um, I've known people to do that, but, uh, yeah, I wish. The, the, there's, yeah, they're <laughs> going to get eaten alive out there, just eaten alive, unless they go into gender studies or something and flip burgers. I'd like some of them to come work in the oil field out here. That's male dominated. It's totally sexist. And they're racist and they're sexist and they'll call you toots. Now, there's a and I'd love to see their reactions. Yeah. There's a subculture that is very uh, where toxic uh, masculinity might be a, a good descriptor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the females perpetuate it. Yeah, 
that's that's a good point. They do. They don't speak out against it. They don't say, "Don't call me that." They they think it's funny. So I think it's funny too, but it's not in the same way. Eh, I didn't like it. It's like, don't touch my did computer, you ever, girl. Did you did you try and like say anything back? Because I know you know we years going on work downtown and. Somebody said something to me, and I just come back with something equally sarcastic, and that tended to shut things down quite effectively. <laughs> I got reported to my boss, and she thought it was funny because she knows that I'm right, but then she has to take it to the owner who yeah, he's just going to laugh it off too. So whatever. I didn't get fired for my assertiveness, but th- from then on, I wasn't allowed to go over to that shop. So, huh. wow. Yeah. Or maybe it was that pissed you, me off. You got to not go over there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Dealing with them was ridiculous. I mean, all that happened was I allowed an update on a computer that took away a shortcut, and I knew how to put the shortcut back. But he complained that I wrecked his computer, and I was trying to tell him I can fix it in two seconds if you let me touch it again. I'm still here. I'm not finished. <laughs> <laughs> And then he didn't he, he he didn't want a girl touching his computer after that. So and because I told him I was staying until I fixed it, I overstepped a boundary or something. So you know You broke a glass. I'm just ceiling. supposed to admit I broke his computer <laughs> and leave. Yeah, I'm still pissed off about it. <laughs> really? No, I come on. I don't think so. It, uh, <laughs> It's not that hard to put a shortcut back in your word program, dude. Well, and I did. I put it back. That pissed him off more. Of course it did. <laughs> it wasn't broken anymore. And you were right. That's oh, the yeah. How thing. dare I? Uh, no good. Yeah. As bad as my grandpa, who wouldn't let me add RAM to his computer until I talked him into it after two weeks. His computer turned on right away afterward, and he was like, I don't see any difference. You don't have to go make a cup of coffee to wait for your computer to boot up anymore, and you don't notice a difference? Okay, whatever. Uh. All right, moving on. (laughs) And not not to another topic, actually, because we're going to keep on with that topic. Uh, Australian students to be taught about male privilege. In the state of, uh, was it Victoria's state? I guess it's yeah, it's a state uh, in Australia, and the the this they're teaching what's called a respectful relationship curriculum, and it will be mandatory in all schools in Victoria next year. Uh, the students will explore issues around social inequality, gender-based violence, and not violence and male privilege. Uh, interestingly, though, that some people a report came out in 2015 uh, over the pilot trial that accused it of presenting all men as bad and all women as victims which I find social justice to do quite a bit, actually. Um, I love this. Pay inequality, anger management, sexual orientation, and the dangers of pornography uh, will be among the topics explored by students in the program, costing Australians $21.8 million. Uh, uh, and why is it that expensive? <laughs> I don't know. It's. Uh, I was gonna try. I'm trying to figure out a joke that to work privilege in, and I can't. But uh, it's so. In year, oh, I love this. Year 11 and 12 students are introduced to the concept of hegemonic masculinity, which is a new term to me, which requires boys and men to be heterosexual, tough, athletic, and emotionless, and encourages the control and dominance of men over women. Um, wow. I don't know. I was never taught that. So, yeah, it, 
there's a a libertarian group think tank that uh, commented on this and a a representative of this group, the Center for Independent Studies, Jeremy Samet, uh, said, quote, the idea behind this program that all men are latent abusers by nature of the discourse is an idea that only cloistered feminist academics could love. Uh, a lot of I us, hate it when I agree with libertarians. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of evidence suggests that, uh, like child abuse, domestic violence is a byproduct of social dif- dysfunction, welfare, drugs, and family breakdown. Um well, I'm not so sure about that, but I find this figure, by the way, low that's coming up. Uh, a Royal Commission that recommended education as the key measure for preventing future family violence found that 25% of victims of family violence are men. And the, this gets completely overlooked in this curriculum. I, I find that 25% a bit low. Uh, it should, it's, uh, it's almost, in North America, it's roughly equal with uh, uh, women as victims of domestic violence. Uh, mm-hmm. Women are slightly higher. They do receive, of course, uh, more violent. Uh, the attacks are more violent. Physical violence? Yeah, the physical violence is more, is, is yeah. more severe, but it's still a big issue, and, yeah. and it's just not dealt with at all. Uh, anybody else got anything on this? Is it is the biggest thing not the cost, but the fact that it seems one sided? I think I think it's or... because it is very one sided. It teach it it basically puts blame on all men. Like all men are going to be abusers. Uh, yeah, I have that, a problem. That, with that there's no women abusers. That's a big problem because there are. Yeah. And and you know it's it's there's a lot of victimhood that goes with it. And and I'm I'm not a big fan of this whole toxic toxic masculinity thing. I think it's mostly garbage that that I cry as much as I I want to. And I just have this strange idea that maybe dealing with the problem and then dealing with the emotions is a little better. (laughs) Uh, I'd rather fix things and then worry about how what the effect on me is yeah i don't know sometimes you just you know um you can rationalize your feelings all you want but you still have the feeling you have the feeling but you put them aside fix the problem it's okay to cry you know yeah you know i I just well i just don't don't put them aside let yourself have the time to emotionally process something if you have the time if you have the time but usually you you don't have the time and and just wallowing in a a pool of emotion isn't going to gonna fix anything that's true but sometimes you do have the time or you need to take the yeah. time and that's okay you know um <laughs> that i get the whole theoretical concept of you know I, I get where the feminist theorizing is coming from but it's not productive yeah to apply it in these kinds of ways like to to look at it as a lens here which to study um social phenomena may or may not be helpful i think sometimes it is and often it's not but to use it as um, a tool for advocacy, I think there's a very um, there's a line that's totally being crossed there, obviously. And I think you're identi- you know, like what you said, like blaming men and 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 kind of assuming that women are always the victims when I'm yeah, you know, the Duluth model. Just not true, it's you know? it's basically the Duluth model where yeah. you assume that the victim is always the woman and the perpetrator is the man. Yeah, and that's just not true uh, it's it's and we know it's not true so why aren't half they... the time is not true yeah so it's... of course every time i've seen it actual abuse in what's <laughs> the guy that was the perpetrator but uh but that's just anecdotal so australians what'd you say oh I, like every time i've witnessed which is like been a whole twice uh witnessed abuse uh it was the man that was the perpetrator and and woman that was was the victim but Oh, I see I cases where I'm, I, I see cases where I'm sure the man is getting like mentally abused. I guess you would say berated, yelled at. There's a lot of that. Demeaned. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I definitely knew um, a couple. And as it turned out, you don't hear about it at the time, but as things fell apart in their relationship, it became pretty clear that um, she was perpetrating violence on him and he could have flicked her essentially and, you know, killed her black belt and karate, but just didn't say anything, didn't do anything, took the abuse. And, um, yeah. And when, when I look back at some of the things that he was saying, um, Oh, she hits me in her sleep. And you know, the, the same kind of excuses you hear for a woman excusing, um, you know, it happens both ways. I just think it's less likely to get talked about. And I wasn't yes, necessarily true. privy to the, the you know, whatever, but my fiance at the time heard stuff, right? Um, you know, who was told stuff, let's put it that way, that um, had been not talked about for a decade, more than a decade. People that were in my social circle that I hang out, you know, hung out with, went to their homes for dinner and stuff like that, right? And this was going on all that time, mm-hmm. right under our nose. And um, we weren't picking up the cues because the cues were being hidden by by the man, right? And then men aren't taught not to enable this behavior. They end up enabling it and then they don't know what to do about it. And yet women are told there's all these services available, what to do, and men aren't. Well, what services do men yeah. get? Yeah. Well, he wouldn't even talk to his best friends about it till yeah, after things fell that, apart. That's bad. That's you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it was probably embarrassing for him. Yeah. And it shouldn't have been. No. You know, because any one of us would have been there to uh, say, "Hey, we're here for you." Well, a you man know? can't fight back. I mean, if he does. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, this guy had a black belt in karate yeah. and could have flicked her and, and done her harm. But you know, I I'd be surprised if he even blocked himself to protect himself. That guy who just like. That's how it was, you know, anything to protect her in any capacity, obviously. Yeah. It's anecdotal, but um, it hits a nerve when I um, um, hear about, you know, this one sidedness because yeah. one of my close male friends was a victim, right? Oh, hey, we're, we're running behind. Uh, quickly, uh, this is from the Telegraph. Uh, British Army under fire for a racist tweet that showed a soldier with blackface paint. Um, yeah, it's called camouflage. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, it's green <laughs> and yellow and not black. He wasn't doing an imitation well, of Al Jolson <laughs> with a rifle. Oh, but the, there's so much like ha, ha, it's hard to, to you know like this is the way uh, outrage, instant outrage is gone. Oh, look at that guy. He's in blackface. He's like, what? No, it, it's camouflage. He's a soldier. They, do you want him to get shot in the head? <laughs> really? They can't paint uh, their faces now. They have to get shot in the head. Yeah. Um, I don't actually even understand the, the caption that went, went, the, went with the picture, which said, being a soldier in the jungle requires a robust sense of humor. I, I really have no idea what that had to do with the photo. But anyway. Well, uh, I guess in order to <laughs> to diffuse the bullshit that's well, being after flung the your fact, way. After the fact, maybe, but. Well, the idea of non-white people fighting for a country that sees their skin color as something to joke about. <laughs> just, What's this? This is one of this one user said that he detested, uh, quote, the idea of non-white people fighting for a country that sees their skin color as something to joke about. <laughs> um, this okay. person yeah. obviously did not get it. Um, so they took it down right away. I mean, uh, yeah, oh, let's move on. I just thought it was really funny. Oh, it's okay. What's that? Things are yeah, getting a I little out of hand. I see the tweet now. And it's, yeah. Uh, chiropractic. Oh, yes. Oh. Juicy. Playboy model Katie May <laughs> died from neck manipulation by chiropractor, coroner says. All right. So Katie May uh, released a couple of tweet uh, tweets before she, you know, she 
before she saw a chiropractor. She's a 34-year-old model uh, and died in early February. She posted on Twitter uh, that she had pinched a nerve in her neck on a photo shoot. And what kind of photo shoot was this? And got adjusted this morning. Well, you should see some of the things they have to do. <laughs> it really hurts. Any any home remedy suggestions? Have you ever seen Next Top Model? No. Are you kidding me? What kind of model? <laughs> what model? America's Next Top, Next Top Model. model. It's a yeah. TV show. Oh, okay. The things they had those poor saps do, girls and guys, I can believe there were some injuries. Reality TV needs to die. Um, <laughs> and she posted well, again. With the context of well, I put, yeah, what I maybe she... But, but it just means that you watch it. Shame on you. Not anymore. I don't think it's even on anymore. But <laughs> oh, I, I, I think a gay dude won once. I thought it was anymore. cool. Okay. <laughs> anyway, she... Uh, so she tweeted back to somebody, gave her some home remedy, and she said, "Thanks, love. It still hurts. Going back to chiropractor tomorrow." Da 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 da. And that was it. Two days in a row. Yeah, yeah. You know, people go to okay. chiropractors forty times and don't realize maybe the chiropractor ain't helping. Yeah. Well, what I saw with this article is what I always see when these cases happen: the justifications. Um, this one really pissed me off. There's more deaths to opioid medications than there are to chiropractic manipulations. So you are admitting it. However, you don't actually do any tracking of the statistics to say, well, maybe you should only see a chiropractic once a year or you might get a stroke. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we don't have very good statistics on on this. I I could actually see, I I can't believe somebody hasn't uh, gone and done an uh, epidemiological study. Well, I believe it's because the chiropractic, whatever professional association kind of prevents that information from um, being correlated to there. There's a protection mechanism there in place, essentially, yeah. right? To protect the profession. And there's the no laws. There's no laws. And then, and then Dr. Jeffrey's going on about, oh, I do it to my children. I do it to my mom, who's almost 90 years old. I do it to all my patients. And this, this somehow is supposed to, yeah, it sounds... Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Um, they but, don't acknowledge a risk. A lot of them. No, Some of them are getting patients to sign waivers now before they'll do neck malip- manipulation. Some don't acknowledge the risk. There's absolutely no standard for this. Well, they also and yet, claim when stuff it like cures happens, everything. What happens? Is this doctor going to be in trouble for this? Doctor? Well, I probably, quite possibly, uh, a lawsuit would be. In order, possibly, but somebody actually has to bring it to yes, forth, and if no one to. actually sues him, if there's no lawsuit, then business as usual. Yeah, I think. They and should. again, this happens time and time and time again, and nothing's done. And we don't know how often it happens. And that's that's the problem. Yeah. Somebody has to order uh, the College of I hate saying this College of Chiropractors uh, to release that kind of information uh, if they can. Ha- they, they, might, they might not know that the, their patient has died, right? Yeah. But if there's a difference between an opioid medication, which is necessary for standard of care, and a completely useless uh, risk of chiropractic manipulation. You know, one is preventable; the other is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. So. And as usual, everybody would be like, "Oh, this is terrible," and nothing happens. Nothing. Yeah. Channel Four presenter says hijab ruling means it's open season on Muslims. Uh, so this uh, woman, uh, Fatima Hamanji, is really upset about uh, IPSO, which is the Independent Press Standards Organization, which oversees uh, these uh, standards for uh, basically television, etc. Uh, it was upset that this ruling went against her. 
after uh, another uh, uh, what uh, reporter was questioning why somebody wearing a hijab was reporting on the uh, attacks in France. And she called that hate speech. What say you folks? What was hate speech exactly? She was criticized for wearing the hijab while, while reporting on the attacks in Nice. Now, oh. I'm going to play devil's advocate here, and I'm going to tell you what my ex-Muslim friend would say. It's like somebody wearing the swastika reporting on the Nazis. That's what he would say. <laughs> yeah, but so, she has to wear it. Yeah. Wearing a swastika well, now would be no, optional. She well, not it. necessarily now, but back in the day, if you know you in in when when this was all going on, kind of thing. If you if you were reporting and you were wearing a swastika, that's what my ex-Muslim friend would probably defend on the basis of of what was said about her wearing the hijab. Okay, I don't I'm, agree with that myself. No, yeah, and, and, but I'm not ridiculous. an ex-Muslim, and I can kind of see his point. You know. <laughs> what, what, you know why why he would take offense okay so he's right? like, he's uh, saying that she it was inappropriate for her to be wearing the hijab is that that correct when reporting on a terrorist attack where this is kind of correlated it's a symbol of but that means all muslims you know, are terrorists then well that's why i'm saying i don't agree with my friend i'm playing devil's advocate here right <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna shoot the messenger though i don't i don't agree with my friend but when it's put like that to me, it's a little easier to understand why people might get a little bit bent out of shape when when somebody's it's wearing that particular still, symbol we're reporting on, you know. They have to get a different <laughs> reporter now to report on these kinds of things. If you're a reporter, you can only report on certain kinds of things because you might have to wear something that you wear every day. Like, I disagree with what I just said that my friend would say. But I also disagree with that it was hate speech. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. I'm going to play angel this devil's advocate. This is the advocate. counter to the, the devil's advocate co comment. So I'm I can gonna, see what you're saying. Yeah. But, I'm yeah. going to play but devil's advocate this. again. I'm going to play devil's advocate again. Because <laughs> now, wouldn't this be uh, a, violate the sensitivities of... <laughs> People who are not Muslim. I understand if you thought why like she's an SJW, wrong, if, if you thought like a social justice warrior. Um, I can't. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, a you know I'm triggered, I'm offended kind of thing. But this friend also would never. But deny we can't be triggered because we're white. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Denied um, because you're white. Exactly. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, I I I think both are. Uh, I would find it. Yeah, you know, I would find it. I don't know how I'd feel about it if I saw somebody uh, in a hijab reporting on terrorism. I mean, it's not like we're watching Al Jazeera. No, and or, she or the... she wears it because that's what she wears. She's not wearing it because she's a terrorist. No, I, I agree. Yeah, but it wouldn't have phased me in the slightest. But again, thinking from the perspective of somebody else, as you know, a non-white, non-Canadian, blah 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 kind of thing. <laughs> that was a but, different way of explaining kind of, things. I would, you know, like, oh, she's wearing a heat up. What the hell? But this is definitely like, not hate speech on the part. Ridiculous kind of thing. Of course it's not. Yeah, and it's not. Of course it's, it's not. He finds it uh, inappropriate, and I can understand why. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and the thought wouldn't have crossed my mind because I yeah, I work with people that wear these, and I would never have thought this because I I'm guess siding I'm with used Chris. to it. <laughs> What's up? I'm siding with you, Chris, for once. <laughs> No, we say most of the time. No, I mean, I see people in hijabs all the time. It doesn't faze me a bit. I don't, you know, but well, and, and I'm she's Canadian. Just a reporter. And she's not the yeah. terrorist reporting yeah. on terrorism. <laughs> we are very North American, though, in our take on things, right? It would be odd for us to see yeah. someone in a hijab reporting the news. 
would be very odd. I mean, even even not even considering reporting on on ter- terrorist attacks anywhere. We just don't see that here. I, I guess not, but um, it wouldn't face me any more than every other time I walk out of my house and see people at Safeway and oh, yeah. you know my daily yeah. interactions with it just doesn't phase me a bloody bit, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. I kind of think, oh, that's unfortunately they're a victim of religion, but that doesn't. I think that of anybody who's religious wearing religious headgear. Yeah. Why are you in <laughs> that religion? Including the Pope and their silly hats and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, okay, more religious headgear. But, you know. <laughs> well, get out your colander. When it, it, We will not have equality until we see someone wearing a colander doing the news. <laughs> well, that's a little a less common than hijabs yet. <laughs> when it's more prevalent, maybe. Give it about 100 years. <laughs> well, it took 300 I just don't to like apologize. Hats. Otherwise, I'd wear a colander all the time. Although, they're not very cool. Somebody's got to make somebody's got to make a colander that is comfortable. Yeah, like yeah. a baseball cap. that's a colander shape style. There's a there's a I market here. Style's not a good option because it'll stick to yeah. your head winter and it'll get too hot in summer. You know, got a plastic right. She's got a baseball <laughs> cap and with that style on top with holes in it and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, you pastafarians, get on it. Yeah, pastafarian <laughs> entrepreneurs. So, what's your opinion, Randy, on on this? Um, oh, I, like I, honest yeah. one, not devil's advocate. I don't know about inappropriate. I mean, she's just a reporter, um, mm-hmm. or or a talking head, um, talking face, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know that. You know, it would occur to me that this is a Muslim person. It wouldn't have occurred to me that is reporting on because. She's Muslim. Terrorists attack in France were committed by Muslims. I would make the connection. Would I make that connection if it was another religion? I don't know. But the headgear really brings it out. But I don't, I wouldn't be offended by it. It would just be a passing moment. Like, I I don't, because I don't, this person didn't do that. Uh, It's like complaining. Now, if this person had had expressed the opinion that uh, Allahu Akbar... Yeah, it's totally different. Or now. said, "Oh, that has nothing to do with you know Islam." No, oh you yeah, know, these terrorists. That, that's it. You better. know, if there was that's apologetics going on, that would be another matter too. That yeah, would absolutely. You know, yeah. Or don't Just mention. Just a reporter doing her job. Or they no don't mention. Deal. They fail, fail to mention that it was perpetrated by Muslims. Or they were. They call them extremists. They don't call them Muslims. They don't even call them Muslim extremists. They just call them extremists. Uh, they try and get away from from uh, from uh, implications that these people are Muslim. And I, I I find that just appalling well not everybody who's muslim does this right that's that's exactly the regressive left and and my problem with them right yeah Yeah. this is how i see this complaint so you get a reporter wearing like a cross necklace what do they call it a crucifix or something and they're and they're reporting on a priest that has molested boys would wouldn't that be like the same thing yeah, kind of. I'd raise that. So, <laughs> I'd raise that I, I just well, the crucifix whatever. isn't necessarily Catholicism. Like the crucifix is a symbol of Christianity, and Catholicism is an element of Christianity, like a subset of Christianity. I'd say, right? So, so it'd have and, to be a you know, nun reporting on the. <laughs> well, let's say, okay, let's look at this way: a nun reporting on the attack by a, a pro-lifer on a an abortion clinic and how, how do you how often do you see a nun in nun garb as a reporter compared to <laughs> oh, someone oh. in hijab <laughs> how often well watch salt <laughs> like, and light you gotta stretch here like watch salt and light oh my goodness but okay I, I there aren't very many situations which you can come up with that are normal or normalized already that would be similar there just aren't any 
but you don't you don't see anybody uh yeah you know you don't see anybody wearing anything on tv on the news that is a, a religious shows a religious affiliation not much anymore it's true and yeah that, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's just, uh, you know, it's private. It's, you're not advertising. You're doing the news. Uh, but a hijab, it's a little different. They work in it. They go outside in it. It's... The religion forces them to wear Something they gotta wear. Yeah, Whereas why? if you're... No, I don't think they do have to wear it. Yeah. It's not... Not all Muslims you know, feel that way. Yeah. No, yeah. but some feel they have to. And not all feel they have to wear a crucifix. But some people feel that they're going to be naked without their crucifix. So... <laughs> Well, I think that, uh, that well, I was just, my, my mind was wandering. Um, uh, the word naked came up. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Anytime <laughs> I see <laughs> any, any religious symbolry on a person is going to. It's passive aggressive. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to be biased. I'm going to be biased and, and judge them that, okay, this is, I, I can see they're re- wearing religious symbol X and I'm going to kind of think, okay, this is, I know this about this person, right? Yeah. That's my bias. I don't know if that's a negative or a positive or whatever kind of thing, right? Oh, uh, it is what it is. Careful about talking about the flying spaghetti monster around someone wearing crucifix. Well, hey, <laughs> if I'm walking around in a colander, I expect people to judge me. <laughs> I do. You know, I'm making a statement about my beliefs. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. And, you want you know, them yeah, to exactly, make a judgment. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to think that just because somebody is wearing a crucifix that they're a raging pedophile. Of course not. No. Right. Well, if but, they've got a know, priestly a collar, they might wonder. What's up? <laughs> well, I would. I do. Um, there's a there's a pretty significant percentage of priests who are, who are pedophile. Yeah, and coaches, and and, and there's coaches. just oh, yeah. some occupations that tend to attract people that want to be around children or yeah. whatever well, the target. Well, well, that's a good segue be, right? into yeah. another one. I'll, we'll skip the Wahhabism for the moment. Uh, Edmonton. Uh, Catholics, no, it's not, not the right one. Uh, convicted sex offender Dennis Hall running for Catholic school board. That's in Saskatoon. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is what yeah, uh, uh, you put up there, Twilight. Why don't you take this one? Oh. Or am I putting you on the spot? <laughs> Wait. Yeah, I guess I should explain a little bit. I'm floored. I'm actually floored. Edmonton Catholic school trustees have condemned pornography. Oh, shit. I got the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> See, I did that too. Dang it! I feel like a doofus. Um. Anyways, I'll edit let's it. bring up I'll the edit. one from from. Okay, Dennis Hall running for Catholic school board. So this person is just a candidate running for a seat on the Saskatoon Catholic board. He's a convicted sex offender. So my question then isn't there background checks on candidates, and don't they have to pass them before they become a candidate? Well, apparently not. But then it's legal according to church officials. Saskatchewan law. Church officials said they expressed concern, which is good, around his nomination, oh, encouraged him with, to withdraw, withdraw his name, but they stopped short of taking any further action. So. Well, they can't legally, I don't think. Yeah. And, How can he be a freaking candidate? Yeah, and he was uh, uh, pled guilty to uh, assaulting two girls, too. We're not talking women. 14, ages 14 to 16. What does that mean, ages 14 to 16? There's only two of them. Um, uh, somewhere in that range, anyway. Consequently, he's banned from entering Catholic schools. So how is he going to be an effective board member? I, yeah, what what is his purpose in running? I, I I'm, is he trying to make a point or something? I mean, and they have no power to ban him. It says here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
from, from they, they expressed concerns for the victims, but they said they had no power to ban people like him from seeking election. So let's just hope he doesn't get elected. Oh, yeah. it's, it's sad he can be well, he can be a candidate. It would be even sadder if he got elected because elected. people actually didn't means people don't mind. <laughs> or they're not paying this? attention when they um, vote, which happens a lot. GSCS also noted administrators have taken steps over the years to prevent Hall and his young athlete sports camp from yeah. getting access. Just what the hell is he doing running a young athlete uh, how sports how camp? How is he getting access to children? Because he was pardoned in Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so he hasn't been convicted of anything since. And so he can do what he wants, I guess. How did he get a pardon? Uh, maybe I, that's the first thing that went wrong. Did he get a pardon or yeah, was it 1994. he just served his time or whatever? No, nope, he has a pardon. Okay. Okay. So he, he's basically it, it expunges basically everything. So then, why two thousand two Hall was banned from entering any Saskatchewan? Like, why after you had a pardon in two thousand two, well, would you be ban banned? Him. The school can ban him. Okay. But they can't ban him for running for for office. Okay. Yeah. Because that falls well, under these the people are Saskatchewan. Aware, but if he gets elected, <laughs> you deserve what you get. Yeah. Um. It's yeah, weird. The kids it's, don't. it's really weird. That's true. That's a good point. And not that he'd have any interaction necessarily being on a you know board or kind of thing, but um, what what the hell are you electing if you uh, you know? Well, I'm just trying to figure out why what he's for, why, why yeah. he's going to well, why he's doing this. I don't understand. Well, I think if we've already had access access to children. I think I suppose, yeah. I think right? access would would be the only thing I could think of. Yeah, can't see any like um, good motives. No, coming I don't fault. I don't fault uh, Catholic school board for this at all. Uh, this is just a weird situation. You know, it's a loophole in the law. Yeah, they yeah. said they they have no legal recourse, and it's bound by legislation. So you have to change a law saying someone who's pardoned still can't. But that's probably going to be a tough one. Yeah. I've uh, got a couple of stories left. Edmonton Catholic school trustees want broadcasters to stop offering pornographic content now they're talking about cable not they're not don't tell them about Holy the shit. internet don't tell them about the internet because there's yeah, there's no really porn on the internet that out yet there's no porn on the oh, internet wow. and <laughs> holy that's just unreal this is this is more i'm going to use that expression again this is more catholicism sticking it a dick in the mashed potato everybody's mashed potatoes because <laughs> this is you know so kids might watch this so we shouldn't because there's no such thing as a lockout on on your tv or anything um, yeah i was gonna say well and you yeah, don't yeah. Buy, you don't buy the package you don't buy the package i, I can't even watch yeah. them and and so nobody can watch porn sorry that's just fuck you <laughs> Yeah, right. You don't get to do That's that. That's, don't buy the package. Don't, you don't get to do this. And I, it's like, where does the where do they think the kids get their porn from? <laughs> I, I seriously, not from cable. It's not from. Well, TV did not years and years ago even CBC would play like soft porn after midnight or something like yeah, that? Sure. B-movies. So this has been, you know, like Canada is not a big country for censoring our media, right? Yeah, we have some censorship, but yeah, you know, this is the states exactly. is a little bit more censorious, I suppose, right? And in, in terms of um, so what, what? What the hell? You're gonna no? Sorry, this is a done deal a long time ago. We are not big on censorship here. Fuck off. You know? Yeah, exactly. You don't yeah. like it too bad. And, and like you said, you know, there's locks on the boxes yeah. or whatever the hell to prevent sure. kids and. Um, you know, what are you going to do? Hand out your credit card so they can watch porn on a pay-per-view or whatever the hell, right? And I mean, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore because I haven't had cable for years. 
So there yeah. you go. Shh, don't tell them about the Oh, it's, it's, well, it's, it's true. You have to pay for it. You can't even view it. In the old days, you could kind of scrambled see a yeah. bit. Yeah. But now scrambled. you just don't get the channel unless you don't, if you, unless you pay for it. Thing is, what are they going to do next? Ban porn from the, the neighborhood, like corner store, the gas station? Like, no, they just, the kids just can't buy it. In this case, unless your kids are paying for it, you're not going to have it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, no, I don't you know, buy the I don't reasons. think they take cash over the phone when you want to watch no. you know, yeah. porn on demand. They just, yeah. you know, unless you're, you know, 12 Prepaid and have a credit, credit card. card. <laughs> you're going to notice if you have so some new stupid. channels. So stupid. It's kind of obvious. Yeah, I don't but buy the reasons. I don't believe it. How meddling and ridiculous. Yeah, it yeah. is totally meddling. Uh, it's meddling in adults' lives. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with the kids because the kids, frankly, can't. It's it's Catholicism yeah, no, dictating to, to yeah. others what, how they should act, and yeah, uh, I got a big have access big middle to. finger for that for them. Yeah, which most parents are going to you know obviously try and prevent access, and if they even buy that, no, nobody buys that on TV anymore anyway. I'm, I'm sure. I'd why would you pay for it? <laughs> yeah, why would you? Internet is far easier. Maybe we should ban horses and buggies too while we're at it. Yeah. It might be some moral, I don't know. Exactly. Oh, you'd piss off the Amish. <laughs> yeah, what the Amish do to you? <laughs> I just want to restrict their freedom, just for fun. Yeah, restrict their <laughs> In freedom. case we As come if it isn't restricted already. That's gross. Uh, let's go Let's go back to don't, don't blame Wahhabism for terrorism. Everybody read this? Mm-hmm. Non-committal? Yep. Oh. Oh, I'm not non-committal. <laughs> okay. It's ridiculous. Right. It's again this apologetics bullshit, and you know, like when I but blaming Wahhabism and Saudi Arabia for Islamist radicalism is a dangerous red herring. Red herring. The single cause red explanation herring. distracts from blah blah blah. Nobody's saying it's a single cause. Yeah, Nobody's I know. I caught that too. Yeah. So fucking ridiculous. It's, it's a strong man, man quoting the author. Yeah, it's a total whose strong name man. is um, yeah Mohammed Al Yahya. I'm sorry, I don't like butchering people's names. Al Yahya. That's a tough one. Many lessons on how to pronounce these things. There was a Bud Feed, Bud Feed video. Like, well, you can pronounce Schwarzenegger, but you can't pronounce some a black person's name. And I'm like, that's because we hear Schwarzenegger's name all the time and say it all the time. You have to build those neural pathways. Yeah, it's been a million movie credits training. I can say Muhammad, no problem. And just I, not yeah. saying this pretty trick, trick. Do you know how often people screw up my last name? Just about every time. I don't give a shit. How can they screw up your name? Yeah. It's, it's phonetic. I know. <laughs> I suppose so is Al Yaha. Al Yaha. No, I'm sorry. Those neural pathways aren't there yet. Sorry, I'll come back with later. Yeah, that was what that was one of the things I caught too, Chris, was the the whole straw man argument it's that, a that it is. Oh, it's a single explanation. Oh, no, no, Nobody no, 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 no. But nothing in here says it talks about the problem of Saudis and most of those Wahhabists sending tons of money to ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Tens of millions. Before before ISIS grabbed the oil, the the main contributor to their funds were Saudis. I mean, so it kind of blows up his his argument right there. They may not be doing it, but they're certainly supporting it. It's yet another apologetics piece. Yeah, totally. Oh, by the way, no one knows what we're talking about here. This is the New York Times. (laughs) Opinion pages. Don't blame Wahhabism oh, for terrorism, man. Yeah. And that's the thing. He's talking about all the, you know, Wahhabism has become kind of a, 
a boogeyman. And it's, uh, he claims that Wahhabism is, in fact, a loaded anti-Saudi synonym for Salafism. Uh, I actually don't think so, but maybe that's true. And basically, you act like the fir- first prophet or, or the first followers of the, the prophet Muhammad, and most of them are non-violent. But why do they give me so much money to violent organizations? It's a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer. Uh, I think it has to do with the, the first Shia followers Sunni. of the... I forget which one the Saudis are mostly. She's Shia or Sunni. Well, they're mostly Wahhabi. Sunnis are more um, Iran. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no. Ugh. Iran has a lot of Shiite. Uh, most There's a lot of... Yeah, Sunnis are the more numerous in Iraq. I can't remember. I thought they were supporting one over the other. I thought they were supporting like either Shia well, or Sunni. Well, ISIS is mostly Sunni. Right, so they're the nasty ones, but the Wahhabis support it financially. Yeah, which one do they? Do the Wahhabis support Shia or Sunni? Most of the perpetrators here is something. Here's a quote: Most of the perpetrators of terrorist attacks in Europe have been petty criminals who were known to drink alcohol and take drugs. What? <laughs> uh huh. Tisk tisk tisk. You did alcohol and took drugs. Like uh, what's his name? Chowdhury. Um, the guy, the yeah. guy that got thrown in. Yeah, Chowdhury. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Imam Chowdhury. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I found this. The ruling house of Saad uh, is Sunni Muslim family, and that's Sunni Islam. Yeah. Okay. Sunni and is then... the, the, uh, the group which is most the largest demographic within ISIS is Sunni. Do we want to move on? Yeah. Want to see? Because we only got one last story. So one last story, and it's to bed. Uh, <laughs> baby Jesus statue in Canada turns heads. That's, that's a pun, by the way, with artists shocking restoration. Uh, oddly enough, this is from The Guardian. <laughs> uh, Brits are reporting on this. The Limeys. Uh, so this statue of baby Jesus in uh, St. Mary's arms in front of a Catholic church. It's, uh, oh, what's the church's name? It was St. Anne. Darn it. St. Anne de Pen? St. De Pen, yes. Catholic Saint church Anne de Pen. in Sudbury. In Sudbury, Ontario. And so I guess vandals re- have repeatedly taken the head off the statue and left it on the ground. Uh, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Jeez. That's not uh, cool. It, it's kind of funny, but don't do it. Um, uh, so about a year ago, the, the head was knocked off again, but this time they took it with them, so no more head. Uh-oh. And to repair... So the, now they put... Yeah, so the, to repair it would cost as much as $10,000. And so this person who was a local artist uh, said, I'll fix it. And she had apparently learned how to do pottery. <laughs> Terracotta. <laughs> Terracotta. So what she used... I, I heard... I heard um, Terracotta. They had done something on CBC, CBC News in the morning. They had uh, talked to the people at the church. And this is actually a temporary measure. She's she's kind of using it to kind of measure the angle and all that kind of stuff. It's temporary terracotta fix until she gets materials and the angles and everything right on the, okay. the more permanent one, is what, what he was saying. This, <laughs> this, this looks like Bart Simpson's head. <laughs> Lisa, no, it doesn't it actually Lisa. Lisa, yeah, Lisa, yeah. You know what doesn't? It looks like some kind of like lizard 
thing from this Lizard Lisa Simpson. <laughs> I, I don't know what this what the statue is made of. It looks like marble. Uh, terracotta. Not terracotta. Like no, the, the statue. The, the, the statue is not terracotta. Oh, okay. But the, but the, the replacement head is terracotta, and it's and it's weathering because it's it wasn't even glazed. I mean, no. seriously, yeah. It's a temporary measure. A temporary measure, but I mean, it looks funny. This is something you shoot. Right? <laughs> That's true. Uh oh. <laughs> this is worse than don't than, let that get out. Don't we'll don't shoot. Target but, practice now. It like, looks like a gargoyle. It's like it's a, a gargoyle kind of thing. And, almost, and we're talking right? when we mean gargoyle, we mean the you know the cartoonish Scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind yeah. of gargoyle, not not like this. It's just yeah. So after the the thing <laughs> was put, getting. So this woman Heather Wise was saying, I I was so sad. My feelings were hurt when I saw it because I thought, who would do that? And I agree with her. It's just not a positive <laughs> feeling to see that. So I, I, I said, I'm an artist. I would like to fix it. Um, don't call us. We'll call you, lady. Um, <laughs> and so she just knocked on the door and, and offered her services and, and put a terracotta head of, of Lisa Simpson, essentially, on a marble, white marble statue. But it doesn't look like a baby. It looks like... I don't know what... More like... So the, so the reactions to this were uh, pretty bad. Um, so the so Father La Jeunesse... Uh, told CBC, it really is shocking to the eyes because of the big contrast in color. That's not the only reason, David. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was stumped at how to handle the situation. He said, I wasn't trained for this in seminary. <laughs> That's the best line ever. I thought that was just so funny. <laughs> I don't think they train you that anywhere. This is like how to be, how to politely say, yeah. Um, no, yeah, one person com- commented on the CBC website said, no wonder Murray has her eyes closed. <laughs> it's one <laughs> ugly baby, right? Um, and since nobody knows what Jesus looked like, what difference does it make? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I hope that was a joke. <laughs> yeah. That's probably closer. Well, he, I mean, Jesus wasn't white. <laughs> he was brown. Yeah. Not just red. Uh, I don't think anybody looked like that. Yeah. <laughs> I but but okay, it's an so, alien. Um, alien they, they they compared it to the um, the botched attempt by the Spanish woman who oh, tried yeah, to, to restore, restore that painting of Jesus Christ, right? And yeah. I'd say that's a pretty good comparison. <laughs> oh, so. but my understanding is the artist will replace it once you get some materials. So and some the talent? funny thing is, I bet this one stays on, whereas the other ones keep getting lobbed off. Well, this so. one's going to meet with the baseball bat. I bet you the bat. vandals will leave this alone. Oh, no, this will shatter to million pieces. vandalize more than what's already been done with that thing? Like, if yeah, this I, is you still... Know, I'm, I'm obviously not religious, but that is an affront to the eyes. To it is, sure. totally. And, you know, beautiful piece of artwork, and then there's this <laughs> gargoyle thing. I, I hate to speak <laughs> ill of, of artists, but... Uh, yeah. You can't, but it's geez, nothing good about this, me? trust me. Just go find this picture uh, and... Yeah, it's yeah. yeah it's, that's not your calling, you know. Like, there's plenty of ways to practice art. Yeah, summer. That's not your thing. You need yeah. talent first. <laughs> and and church, pay the ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what you get. They will. You, pay, you get what you paid for. It's okay. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you get what you pay for. You get what you he said on the news. It was temporary, so and mostly but, uh, to get the angles I'm right. Sorry, even temporary. Come on. That is a that's a temporary atrocity. I, to, to are you really going to trust her with and... the with the real thing? <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Oh, I mean, it's like like I went like seriously. Like is she ET. trolling her? Is she like she's 
she's got to be trolling this artist. No, she's she's serious about you know no, hitting the maybe. angles right when she actually gets materials in, and then I kind of don't she'll believe take it. it and- I, 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 I kind of don't believe it. Like looking at that thing that is there, I, I'm, I'm skeptical of the motives. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you know, it's like that guy that went on to, uh, what's it, that uh, singing show and he was just so awful, but he was hurt because people thought he was terrible. He couldn't believe it. Yes. An Asian guy that, uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember. He ended up getting all these invites to sing the national anthem at baseball games. He was just terrible. Nope. But that's the oh, thing. We'll People see have when a the self-inflated head view. Gets put on, and we'll see if it's better. I have a self-inflated view of myself on this podcast. All right, so two weeks, <laughs> we'll be back with another bunch of stuff because you know that the stupid is always, always coming. Stopping the religious stupid. And that will be regressive after, stupid before before the election. Before, uh, I believe. Yes. Before November eighth, because there will be Halloween yes, and be just then before. Be just before another weekend. Yeah, that'll be the um, 6th of November. Yeah, two days before. So we might want to look at polls, make some predictions. Yeah, sure. I have a better idea. Let's try and avoid anything to do with Trump and Clinton altogether. Good luck with that. (laughs) Don't turn your computer on. Don't worry. He's going to say something stupid before (laughs) then. I mean, he's suing all the the women who have accused him of... Of assault. And of course, he uh, sees nothing wrong with saying that. Yeah, we we'll call that a wrap. Eh? <laughs> Happy Sunday night. You've been listening to the Legion of Reason coming to you from Calgary, Canada. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please consider reviewing us on iTunes. Music was provided by Dean Morrison and Graham Hill and used with permission.